Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, and thanks for downloading and subscribing. This is That Nerd Dad Podcast. I am That Nerd Dad, Joe Williamson. How are you? How are you? I got the uh, Sonic background today, if you're watching on YouTube, because I didn't feel like setting up my uh, my backdrop to hide the mess. So I went with a virtual backdrop. Might do this more often. Looks all right. Um, guest today. You know him. You love him, probably. Um, Sean Shapiro is back. I think this is a record-setting appearance. Nobody has appeared on the show more than Sean Shapiro. Uh, I think this is fourth, maybe fifth appearance. And we're talking back-to-school stuff. Kids go back to school next week, so we're talking back-to-school. And um, I always love to make him uncomfortable. So towards the end, I say something that makes police constable Sean Shapiro a little uncomfortable. Enjoy. Welcome back, Officer Sean Shapiro. I'm just diving right into it. How the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I got no complaints. It is a Thursday, and uh, I got lots of sleep because I fell asleep putting the kids to bed in the rocking chair. Did you really? I did. I, I did. I, not that they were on me. Uh, they were. I was in the room in proximity, and they were going to sleep. And I think one started to drift away, and I was out, 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 out. Did you wake up with like a crooked neck? I I was woken up. I don't know what time that was, uh, okay. and told that I should get into bed, and I I felt horrible, miserable, uh, achy and, and, and contorted. And I, my arms were like weak and I got into bed. I went back to sleep and that was it. I brushed my teeth. That was the only thing I did. I, uh, I also actually had a good night's sleep. My, my, uh, four month old slept through that night last night. He wow. hadn't in like two weeks. So we were kind of on that, like, okay, what are we, you know, we're starting to change the routine a little bit. Are we sleep sacking him too tight? Is it too dark? Is it too light? Is there enough ambient noise? Is there not enough ambient noise? Like we were kind of at that stage. And then all right of a sudden on. last night, got to be nine hours straight. And we're just like, whatever we did, we're going to try and replicate that tonight. So cool. Well, fingers nice. crossed that you actually get to sleep through the night. Once in a while, man. Um, I messaged you on Monday and you were like, I can't do this. I'm doing a child seat summit. What's a child seat summit? So this is uh, a, it's a, it's a summit. It's a, it's a whole bunch. No, what it is, is a, a manufacturer put together an opportunity for uh, members of the community that are all interested in, you know, child seat safety, passenger uh, safety uh, to get together and discuss what's up. And we heard from a incredible CPST, a, a someone who is an installer, a technician uh, told their story about their experiences and how they came to be. And unfortunately this was a tragic uh, experience uh, for them. They, they lost uh, two of their children and their sister-in-law uh, to a collision and that changed the path of their life, obviously, but also made them uh, interested in, in, in helping others. Uh, we heard from members of the, you know, the uh, uh, Transport Canada, from the MTO, uh, from uh, SIPSAC, which is an agency or an organization that trains people on how to put uh, child seats in, and learned about some emerging technologies. And, and they also had 
coffee and, and juice. I'm on mute here. Uh, anything interesting jump out at it? Cause I know when, look, when my, before my first child was born, we did one of the, um, the local things that are kind of, I think run by, I think it was like a fire station or something. And we went and learned how to properly install the car seat and, and they kind of like, they won't let you leave unless it's properly installed yeah. pro- correctly. So we did that for the first child. Um, we didn't do it for the second one or third because it's kind of like, man, who cares about them? But that was the, that was kind of the, the, the mindset of, we got to make sure we do this right. Um, is there anything that came out of that child seat summit that might be new or kind of like they're, they're looking at things differently? Well, I will tell the you that technology they're... evolves. So they do have some new technologies that this particular manufacturer was talking about, and that is they have a uh, a rear-facing seat that allows it to swivel so you can load and then swivel back into place, which I think is really cool and would have been good for me when I was uh, you know, dealing with car seats of, of that size and shape for children of that age. Um, what is interesting, and it's, I, I, don't, I may have known it, but the stats were provided, and it really reminded me of just how important this is. 73% of child car seats uh, used or installed, uh, or used and installed correctly. Used and or installed correctly. Incorrectly, my bad, my bad. Let's try that again. Child safety restraints, the child seats, 73% of them are not installed or are being used correctly. Not. 73% aren't being used correctly. <laughs> I think I said I'll right summarize it for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, here's the yeah, tripping over my, my tongue today. Uh, the deal is that uh, I, I when I was on the road doing enforcement, every time I saw a child seat, I inspected it. I made sure that it was properly done or they didn't leave without it being corrected or they didn't leave at all. They had to take a taxi with a, or call somebody else to transport the child in a, in a safe way. I cannot tell you how scary it is to realize that someone driving on the road may have a child in a seat in a way that would cause them to die. And that's really uh, remarkable. Uh, I pulled one person over and I, I don't, I've, I've told this story a few times, but uh, mom and dad both using their cell phones. Well, actually mom was on a, on a laptop in the passenger seat. Dad was on the cell phone uh, at a light. So I was pulling them over anyway. <laughs> and when I pulled them over, I noticed, you know, little Bobby in the back seat and, uh, you know, instructed them to roll down the window, put my hand in, said hello to the kid with a little, a little shake. And the whole seat was just sitting on the seat, not, not attached in any way, shape or form to the car. It was just sitting there, a child seat with a child properly buckled, thankfully inside the rocket ship that was gonna take them to the moon because <laughs> in a collision, they would have become a projectile and that child would not have survived. So- It was just sitting on the back seat. There. No, no seat belt over it, no connection to the, to the rapid mounts. No that, that lap belt, no nothing. nothing. Nada. They had the, the, the harness and the seat was just on the back seat. Uh, it blew me away. I actually went back to my car. I was so upset that I, that I was, I was, uh, I, I was getting emotional about it. Yeah. I'm a, I was a new dad or a newer dad then. And uh, obviously they got a ticket for everything, but they also got a, a, a very quick lesson. I used to be a certified installer for car seats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had the ability to correct the issue and they were actually able to leave the scene. Uh, I, I wrote copious notes. That, that, that infuriates me. And, and I assume that they love their child, but they you, weren't doing well, a good mean, job of showing it. Look, I, I, we've all, <laughs> I, I'll speak for myself. I think we've all driven away from a, a wherever you were attending and maybe forgotten to buckle the child. I, 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 I made it home once and my child, I didn't, the top, didn't mm-hmm. connect it. The bottom was connected. The breast clip. So you, you didn't take yeah. the, the, yeah. I, and I just, just do it, do it. 
got distracted, whatever I was doing, maybe loading the car, whatever. And then I got home and I was like, holy crap. However, the car seat itself was installed correctly, well, but I don't think it would have made much of a difference at that point. And I have heard in the back seat from the back seat, Dad, I'm not buckled. Mm. Let me do that. Let me come do that. <laughs> I, I have very vocal children who tell me whenever I do anything wrong, so I they got my back. Okay. The two hands on the wheel thing. Uh-huh. My kids have heard a song, I think from the Wiggles, that talk about two hands on the wheel. So when I'm driving with one hand on the wheel... Dada, don't forget two hands. When you are old enough to drive, you can coach me on how my driving techniques, but not yet. <laughs> well, they're not wrong. When the Wiggles say so, it must be true. It must be true. Uh, listen, ultimate safety driving. You should always have your 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 hands on the wheel, and they should be in the appropriate place so you can respond to changes in the, you know ahead. Uh, but I even have my kids, and and I'm not a speeder. I'm very big on going the speed limit. Uh, my my uh, youngest, who sits in such a way that her view is exactly showing the corner of my the GPS speedometer. that shows when it's one kilometer over and it turns red and she goes, Dada, you're a policeman. You have to be a good example. <laughs> one kilometer. Uh, and I appreciate that because if if not, God forbid, I was going one more. You're like, and, damn, be cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you, a traffic cop or something? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to, I'll talk to speeding here for a second because we're kind of talking about it. Uh, back to school is coming up. Um, and it, it, I think it pisses a lot of people off. I'll use that language when they are in a school zone and they're walking their kids to school and guys are forgetting that it's school time. What can we do about those individuals? Oh, I know yeah. it's a million dollar question. Probably. Well, no, yeah. Speeding is an issue. It's a big issue. And we, we seem to have a problem in that people don't think it's important. And uh, for those, we need enforcement and we need the uh, the cameras. We need all that, that next level, uh, hit them where it hurts, which is the pocketbook, to encourage them not to do it again. But we also know that that doesn't always, does not always work and they ultimately need to lose their licenses, which doesn't always work because some people drive without those too. But, you know, we do a lot of education and we, we do have an enhanced enforcement routine during uh, school launch where we, we spend a lot of time reminding people that the speed limits are speed limits. And the sad truth is that it doesn't matter whether school's in session or not. You're not allowed to speed. It's it's pretty simple. Uh, I, I think we should start adding speed bumps every eight inches, and that might slow people down. I don't think it would. <laughs> I don't think it would. I've always... And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a hypothesis out here for you, maybe a hypothetical. And you tell me how in the wrong I would be. I've always wanted to carry like a tennis ball with me. You're probably in the wrong. Sorry. <laughs> I said, you're probably in the wrong. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> and like, when I see a car going too fast through a school zone, throw it out in front of the road, in front of the car, not at the car okay. in front of the car to simulate a child darting onto the road. That's actually a very interesting situation or suggestion. However, the potential of them swerving to avoid and then hitting a child is very high. So I wouldn't suggest actually doing that, but I do like where you're going. I think in theory, that's a, that's a, that's a good concept for <laughs> demonstrating the, the, the what ifs, right? Right. Uh, I've heard of people throwing cans of oil at drivers. I mean, these are bad. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, but I also appreciate someone's desire to protect their community. That's just not the right way to do it. <clears throat> 
at the end of the day, heightened enforcement and, and reporting these kind of drivers, whether it be you actually get their license plate and report that individual to the police, because we have a website uh, allows you to make those reports. So if you see, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Joe in, in their BMW go by, get their license plate, take a picture, uh, why not? Uh, make a report and say, I saw them doing this. They appeared to be going well above the speed limit. You can't actually know how fast they're going, but you were- I had my radar gun out. I clocked them at 78. I took yeah, a I mean, picture of it. You got skills. Yeah. Um, can, can you as a citizen request, hey, I'd love a cop to hang out by the neighborhood one day just to take a look at Mm -hmm. the amount of cars I'm seeing. So again, back to the website, you can make a neighborhood driving complaint in okay. that they're, they're, uh, if you're in the city of Toronto and most jurisdictions have similar things, uh, you go to tps.ca and you can choose to make either a report of a specific driver or a neighborhood complaint. And that would allow officers in that division to become aware of it and try and spend more time there. They, they would be assigned uh, that as one of the go-to locations. And that's a great way to do it. Especially and with more information, like if you can say between the hours of nine and ten a.m., this is a major problem, and they will they will put that uh, as a as a local issue uh, on the on their map of sorts, and someone will get assigned to it. Is there anything else that drivers and pedestrians, cyclists, we're all in this together, um, need to be aware of with back to school? So we we whenever we change something. It's crisis, uh, whether it be changing to uh, to summertime hours and camp, uh, you know, or or going back to school and everyone's rushing and everyone's being relaxed for the whole summer. It's crisis. Any change is crisis, uh, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, people are going to be off their game, and it's going to take a period of time for people to get back into it. Uh, some of those things, you know, preparing lunches and, and getting up before noon. Uh, it, it's just change. So we we need to be overcompensating, giving ourselves extra time to get to where we need to go so that we're not rushing, so we're not cutting corners, so we're not making poor decisions on the road and putting everybody at risk. And I mean your, yourself and everybody else around. Um, parking tends to be a huge problem uh, because everyone gets there just in the nick of time and then does all sorts of dangerous things when it comes to parking, blocking roads, creating issues that ripple through the community uh, because now you've done something that was a bonehead move that creates somebody else a situation that now they're going to be late and look bad. So they create a, a series of boneheads moves and now the whole city's angry. We want to avoid this. We want no one to get hurt. We want no one to get killed. We want no one to have uh, a, a bad day as a result of the, what, what one guy or girl did in the morning uh, that set off a cascading effect. So uh, you know what? The biggest thing is plan ahead. Uh, I always give the advice of make every effort to have everything ready to go the next day. You sleep in, doesn't matter uh, because everything's already done. There's no panic. Leaving early, giving yourself time. In the policing world, we say early is on time, on time is late, late is unacceptable. And uh, that's great, except for the fact that if you're actually on time, you're on time and no one's crying for about it. If you're late, the, the worry that people have about looking bad is so incredibly powerful that they put their lives at risk to avoid it. And, and that's where we see the biggest problem. They put other people's lives at risk. They sure. take chances. Uh, things that you would you would yell at somebody else for doing it, but somehow you rationalize and make it totally okay yourself because you're the one who might look bad that day. It's the George Carlin bit, right? Anyone going faster than you is an idiot. Anyone going slower <laughs> than you is a moron. Something like that. Something George like Carlin. That. <laughs> I think I cleaned it up a little bit, but essentially that's what he was saying. You might have remu removed a number of words that can't be said on TV. At least seven of them. Um, <laughs> let's talk e-scooters. Oh, you yes. were recently with the C uh, on the CBC to talk about it. I think that that 
is going to come into play more and more frequently, especially with, let's say, high school students, um, because I'm seeing more and more kids whipping around on the e-scooter. I myself have a, a scooter. It's not an e-scooter. I bought a manual scooter that could, I had to, I had to Google <laughs> manual scooter for 250 pounds. I'm not there, but I wanted to make sure this thing would hold me. <laughs> and you want to make sure you can, uh, you, you can accommodate Christmas dinner. Exactly. But I found one. So mine's manual, but I see a lot of kids whipping around on just the e-scooters and the, you know, there's various services now that you can just pick one up and drive it around. Mm -hmm. Thoughts. Where are we at with e-scooters in the city of Toronto and just in general? So in general, this is actually a very interesting case to unpack. Uh, in Toronto, they're not permitted. Why? Because the province came together and and put forth a pilot project. So they're they're if they conform to the rules, which is no uh, not being capable of going over twenty four kilometers an hour on a flat surface, not having a motor more than five hundred watts, not having a seat. That's a big one, uh, and not carrying cargo. Uh, you know those basics allow someone to operate them where they're permitted. And, and where the municipality has allowed them. Uh, Toronto said no. Well, Toronto looked into this stuff and said the number of uh, hospital visits in areas that allowed them have just went up tremendously. Huge number of, of head injuries, huge number of, of, of injuries in general. Uh, small diameter wheels, not so good in, uh, in potholes and whatnot. I don't know what that says about us, but whatever. Uh, there, there are definitely issues with these being used in, uh, in the community. I think they're great. I own one. And I stopped using it the moment it was uh, a, a pilot and, a, and, a, and made it unlawful. Because we do a lot of things when we don't know that there's a specific rule about it. Mine collects dust. Anyway, um, if it goes 25 kilometers an hour, that is illegal. That's a motor vehicle that requires license ownership and insurance. Can't be used anywhere except private property in the province of Ontario, regardless of what the ministry says. And that makes it uh, something eligible for driving without insurance, which is five to twenty-five thousand dollars up to six months in jail. Drive without a license if you don't have one. Uh, drive with an unsafe motor vehicle on road. Like there's a ton of charges. You'd be really in a bad spot. Um, what I can tell you also is that when they're involved in motor vehicle collisions, they are very serious collision uh, or injuries as a result of them. You're in a standing position. Uh, people get broken very easily. I, we, I don't think we realize just how uh, fragile we are as humans. So even, I mean, you've, you've discussed in the past that you've been in a serious motorcycle accident. Mm -hmm. Do they scare you more than motorcycles? They're different. Uh, okay. You know, I've, now I have to say that I said 25 kilometers an hour, it's illegal. Uh, we've that's seen hella fast. Like 25 that's kilometers a good an hour, it's fast. Uh, E-bikes can go 32 legally and still not require license ownership and insurance. But what we've actually seen is these doing 50, 60, 70, 90. Uh, I have video that I, of a, an Australian police service chasing one on the highway, on the freeway, the expressway, uh, doing doing 90, 100 kilometers an hour. Uh, these Some of them are, are rocket ships. They have zero to 60 and nothing because they're, they're, they're very light. Uh, they're all torque. And uh, I don't think people appreciate that when you fly off these, you're going to get seriously hurt. And they slide out uh, on, on wet surfaces. They're just not a, a, a stable vehicle platform. They're not a, I'm going to use the word vehicle. They're not a vehicle. They are, they're, they're toy. They're, they sh maybe shouldn't be used as a primary method of transportation. They're, they're, they're an interesting vehicle. They are absolutely vehicles. In fact, under the criminal code of Canada, if you're drunk on one of those, if you're impaired, you're going to get arrested for impaired driving. It's the same as driving a car. 
Uh, and, and that goes for e-bikes and, and even mobility scooters. You cannot be impaired while operating any of these motor vehicles, even if it's one that qualifies as a bicycle because it's legal in some areas. Like uh, People don't get that. And uh, some people are using these vehicles because they have a suspended license or yeah. because they had DUIs. Uh, so it, it's, it's a very, I get the idea that you gotta go places. I get the idea that this is economical and good for the environment, all that jazz, but it's not the ideal one and certainly not one that you should be using in Toronto. In Toronto, we have a bylaw and using one there, even if it's like legal in Mississauga, you drive it across the border, you're looking at $110 fine. Uh, if it's one that is qualified as a motor vehicle because it breaks the rules that are set forth in the, in the pilot, now you're talking big money. Can it affect your demerit points insurance? If it's one that is that is faster, then it absolutely it's a motor vehicle and the charges would apply uh, to your license. So yeah, if you if you're speeding, if you were doing ninety in a in a, in a sixty and you were on an e kick scooter, yeah, you're getting points. You're getting charged for a whole bunch of stuff and you're getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> um, uh, now I'm just gonna fire off rapid questions because a whole <laughs> bunch have sprung to mind. I apologize in advance. No, no apology necessary. The uh, the type of helmet that's required. Is it different from a bike to a motorcycle, and where does it fall? So if it's legal under the, uh, if it's legal 24-kilometer lower qualifying e-kick scooter or e-bike that does under 32, a bicycle helmet will suffice. If okay. it's a motor vehicle, well, you know, you're getting charged for everything, but technically a motorcycle helmet would, would be required. So in the, theory, the kicker would be, and you have the wrong helmet on. Oh yeah. And if you're getting everything, you're really getting everything. Uh, you know, we had, we had someone using an electric unicycle. Uh, that is a prohibitive. I was just about to oh, ask about that. To it. Electric unicycles, really cool in theory vehicles. Uh, they are motor vehicles are prohibited in the province of Ontario. They can't be anywhere except private property, not on parks, not on sidewalks, nowhere. And that goes for, uh, all these other devices too. You can't be on the sidewalk in Toronto. You can't be in parks. Uh, and parks, by the way, have a 20 kilometer an hour maximum speed for anything rollerblading uh bicycling like 20 kilometers an hour max if you're, you if you're 20 kilometers on rollerblades please do not hit a bump <laughs> <laughs> well that aside because that's a whole bunch of yeah yeah where pads do all this stuff uh but electric unicycle uh, i watched video that i slowed down frame by frame and this was someone who was driving 40 50 kilometers an hour on the on the street uh and someone turned out uh, turned left in front of them not the the reason that the, the person turning was at fault for the collision uh but the guy on the electric unicycle gets charged for unsafe motor vehicle and everything that goes along with it because we're talking about a vehicle that can do 70 plus kilometers an hour doesn't even have brakes yes it can reduce the speed but think about this it's a unicycle if you locked up that wheel you would instantly face plant at 70k so there's it, no was brakes. it one of those electric like electric ones where there's actually no seat and you're just kind of balancing it's like you're a uni hoverboard yeah. Now some of them have seats so you can sit down on them okay. and that technically is a motorcycle right away. In fact, a e-kick scooter with a seat, instantly a motorcycle. I have video of one yesterday. I haven't downloaded it for my dash cam. I couldn't believe it. It gets just right through uh, a stop sign and then goes the wrong way down a one way. And that qualifies as a motorcycle. Because so, it has a seat. It has a seat. Now it may be compliant in all other ways, but you put a seat on it, it's a motorcycle. And, and people say, well, well, what's the difference between that? Like why? It's it's so small, it's, it's a toy. No, a Tesla is a car. It has an electric motor, but it's a car. And it, like there's some kind of disconnect where people don't want to accept that these are motor vehicles 
because I bought it at Walmart or Costco, uh, it, it, just because it didn't come from a dealership doesn't make it less of a motor vehicle. It, it, it kind of, it, I don't understand where the disconnect is because I get it. Mind you, uh, I will warn everybody watching that you can buy a prohibited or illegal kick scooter at uh, places like Sporting Life. They sell a nine bot uh, upgraded one, does 30 kilometers an hour. That's enough to get you a big ticket. Costco sells it too. Because it's not illegal to own. It's not, not illegal if you want to put around on your own private property, it's not illegal for you to own this item. It's when we start to take it out to the streets. Right. And that's again, when it becomes a problem. You know, do you remember going to, uh, to uh, Canadian tire as a kid and new driver going, Oh, license plate frame. And a little sticker on there says not for road use, uh, fog lights or I don't recall that or, sticker, but okay. Really? <laughs> I, I totally, I totally remember that sticker. And it, it, you know, that's the way that the, the seller gets away with selling you something that is not intended for road use. Some exhaust systems you buy at a shop, Canadian tire included will say not, you know, this is for track only, or this is not for road use. It is your responsibility before you do something. You're the driver. You're the person who has the ability. Just because the, the, the shop sells it doesn't make it legal. And we're seeing a whole bunch of things. And I saw you were about to go for it. I'm going to just continue. Go for it. No, you. keep going. Uh, there, there is a, there's a series of e-bikes being sold. They look like racing motorcycles, right? They look like R1s or whatever. Um, they are absolutely not e-bikes. Uh, granted, they have pedals that are there for show. I don't think you get like three feet trying to pedal with them. They're there to meet some uh, the, the regulatory requirement, but they have a wire limiter that keeps it at 32 kilometers an hour. You can't have a motor more than 500 watts. Well, it's got well over 500 watts back there, but because the wire, they're, the dealers are selling you these, and then they're telling you, if you unplug this wire, it does 80 kilometers an hour. Well, it's, it's capable of going faster than 32. The motor is well over a thousand watts uh, from my understanding. There's nothing legal about it. And I think what you're gonna find is a whole bunch of people getting charged very, very, uh, uh, with, with some very, very big charges as things continue and, and education gets out to everybody. Um, the, the people that are, that are skirting the law, paying for license ownership and insurance and, and making sure they have the safety equipment that's required. Yeah, that's, that's we're, we're, I hope to see fewer of these on the road going forward. No, I don't think that. I think it's going to be the opposite. Well, the, I just think those people are going to get hammered uh, as, as officers understand that just based on looking at it, you know, it's not something that's legal. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a moment here. The technology exists for us to put these limiters on cars. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Why aren't we putting a limiter on a car to say, you can't go faster than 110? We'll let you go 110. I love that you brought this up. I, I personally would love to see every motor vehicle on the road requiring a limiter to prevent them from speeding. I am so personally, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the Toronto Police, but personally against speeding uh, that I would love to see the the right or ability taken away from people because it, it's, it's abused. Uh, you know, the average speed on the highway seems to be 120, 130. Uh, people get, we, we stop people over 150 on a regular basis. We charge people for stunt driving all the time. Well, it, it is a problem. And how do you, how do you prevent the problem? Well, you, you stop letting them get away with, with doing 10 over or 20 over or 30 over. We get much more strict in enforcement. People don't like the idea of that. Everyone's sort of gotten accustomed to going fast. Well, I drive at the speed limit. I get to work on a, a, in the appropriate, appropriate amount of time without breaking the law. In fact, I have this wonderful thing where I get to watch everybody else slam on their brakes on a regular basis. Uh, in fact, I've posted some videos to TikTok and other platforms 
with my entire drive to work. And all I watch is the blinking lights. I, I set cruise control. I never touch my brakes the entire way. I don't waste gas going up and down uh, between speeds. I don't wear out my brakes unnecessarily by hammering the, 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 ga the gas and brake constantly to adjust my speed. I have a relaxing podcast listening drive to work. And it's it's almost funny to uh, to watch these other people who are absolutely speeding and and just wasting fuel and and putting people's lives at risk. If someone were to jump out in front of me, I got tons of time to respond because throw I'm a tennis actually ball? following the law. Throw a tennis ball in front of you? Is it who's what? Or throw a tennis ball in front of you? Well, yeah, I'd be able to respond to that. And and doing <laughs> thirty or forty in a in a uh, environment um, where I'm actually capable of paying attention and looking in the right place. But you know, you just, you just remind me, I just spent a weekend last weekend with four driving skills for life. I don't know if you caught any of my posts or, or live I did, yeah, yeah. There. Uh, but it was, uh, and it, it was an event put on where free training was being made available for new drivers, new teens. Uh, we had adults, we had all sorts of people participate because everyone's welcome, but it was absolutely free. And the goal was to, to give you some skills that would make you safer for the rest of your life. Uh, it, it's amazing. Uh, what, what, a little bit of knowledge does and how the people who participated were just blown away with the kind of things they were taught. Everything from collision avoidance, braking, uh, traction, uh, uh, you know, recovery. Uh, but, you know, how many people don't have any professional training, any, and have managed to pass the bare minimum requirement that we have here? Um, we, we could all do for some, some professional training to be safer and, and have the mindset uh, of being safe. That, that should be the priority. It shouldn't be texting, uh, ordering pizza. What are you going to do tomorrow? It should be in the now getting to where you have to go. And, and again, going back to the the car seat uh, story uh, where that CPST uh, lost her, you know, three lives in that car crash, uh, and two of which were her children, one of her child, uh, children survived. Um, that's heartbreaking. And, you know, it, 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 it it's hearing those stories that sh it shouldn't take those stories to remind us how precious life is. But uh, that story really reminded me um, of, of the risk that you have. I mean, most people think about breaking uh, the, the, the hood of their car, a bumper, an airbag goes off, oh, it's 3,500 bucks. Not, not burying three members of your family. Coffins cost a hell of a lot more than that. No, it's, it's the therapy and forever, you know. Uh, how many people have, have lost uh, uh, loved ones and then not being able to go on? It, it, like this, I, I don't think I'd be able to survive if I, if I can't even get into this. It's, it's, way too, it's way too close to home as a dad. Um, to think about if, if I experienced a tragedy like that. Like, I was telling my kids about it, trying to keep it very light. Um, and they're like, but dad, we got into a crash. It was okay. Yeah, we were very lucky. Um, yeah. I, we were in a crash on, on one of my, uh, my kids' birthdays. Going to Mandarin, we were gonna have some all you can eat. We never went to dinner because someone pulled out in front of us and we were in a crash. And I, I you know, people balk and say, oh, you know, big trucks are, aren't safer. I'm thankful I was in a big truck because their car didn't look so good and ours had minor cosmetic damage. Still cost $20,000 to fix, but um, what I'm getting at is any any collision could be the last time you talk about it. This next message is not brought to you by Sean Shapiro or the Toronto Police. Slow the fuck down. Just slow the fuck down. Um, Sean Shapiro, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. As always, my friend, I'm sure we'll have you back on in a month or so. Sounds good. Yeah, we'd love to come back and talk about all the things we saw wrong during back to school. Damn right. Thanks, okay. buddy. One of these Sean Shapiro, police constable, officer, cop. I'm not going to call him the other name because I don't feel like getting arrested. Um, he's a good dude, isn't he? He's a good dude. He's fun to talk to. He's got that great voice. The voiceover cop. One of these Sean Shapiro.
for being my guest again. And I'm sure I'll talk to him in about two weeks. No, not two weeks. Two months is what I meant to say, because he seems to come on every six to eight weeks. <laughs> he's, he's got stuff to say. He's available. He kind of aligns with my target audience. What's not to love? I uh, want to thank you for tuning in and listening every week. Tuning in. I stopped trying to say that. It was brought to my attention that saying tuning in is a bit of an old school thing because people don't tune in anymore. They don't tune into the dial anymore. Uh, thank you for downloading and listening. Thank you for subscribing and listening is what I should be trying to say. I greatly appreciate it. I know I say that every week and I will say it every week that this show is, uh, I almost said on the air, but even that doesn't make any sense, does it? It's not on radio airwaves anymore. As long as this show exists, I will continue to thank you um, for for listening. I, I just I cannot thank you enough. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, be well, be safe, and thanks for listening. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.